Hello and welcome to In Motion, the Compass podcast. Compass is the Community Planning Association of Southwest Idaho. We plan for the future of Ada and Canyon counties and aim to give you the most up-to-date information on what's being planned in your area, updates and information regarding the region's long-range transportation plan, Communities in Motion 2050, and keep you in the loop about Compass events so that you can be involved in the future of transportation here in the Treasure Valley. Today we're joined by Compass's Government Affairs Coordinator, Jacob Miller. Glad to be here. We're glad to have you, Jake. Jake is going to tell us about Compass's legislative positions and give us a rundown of what he does for Compass and for you as a resident of the Treasure Valley as well. So let's get started. Hi, Jake. Would you mind telling us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. It's a pleasure. Thank you for having me on the show today, Jesse. Um, my name is Jacob Miller, and I serve as the Government Affairs Coordinator at Compass, which means that I represent Compass in advocating for our legislative priorities when it comes to transportation policy, both at the state level and at the federal level. I've been with Compass just a little bit over a year now, so I'm finally got a handle on all the transportation-related acronyms. Yeah, there are definitely a lot of acronyms to learn at Compass, and we'll be going over those eventually here, too, on our podcast. So what exactly do you do on a daily basis for Compass? Well, it's a good question. One of the ways I like to think about it is uh, through an old story I heard a long time ago, which is the story of Chicken Dinner Road. And Chicken Dinner Road is a story of how a road got built in Canyon County uh, going on maybe almost 100 years ago. And the way the story goes is there's a little old lady out in Canyon County, and she desperately wanted to get her road paved. It was a dirt road, and it was dusty, and there were always farm trucks and equipment going through. And she tried and tried and tried like the Dickens to get that road paved, but she never could find the political willpower or the funding to get it done. But then one day, the governor came to town, and she cooked the best chicken dinner and dumplings that she could for the governor. And she lobbied the governor personally. And the governor said, that was the best chicken dinner I ever had. If you can find the gravel to get the road ready, I'll find the money to get it oiled. That was the way they built roads back in the day. Well, sure enough, she found the the willpower to get the road graveled. And, and the governor came through with his promise and got the road paved. And ever since then, that road's been known as Chicken Dinner Road. I like to think a lot of things haven't changed since then. And and that's what I try to do is I try to advocate on behalf of our members here in the Treasure Valley to get policy change to improve things like safety or, or the efficiency of our transportation system. Now we're going to take a short break and talk about what Compass is up to this month. Did you know that we regularly host our education series? These educational opportunities cover important topics that are relevant to the Treasure Valley and give you an opportunity to hear from speakers from all around the U.S. Our next education series is on February 21st and 22nd and will consist of a presentation and workshop about housing market fundamentals. Are you curious about what's happening with housing in the Treasure Valley? Visit the Compass website for more information about how to RSVP. You won't want to miss it. Compass is also accepting public comments on a proposed amendment to Compass's participation plan, and comments are being accepted through February 11, 2024. Submit your comments now and let your voice be heard. Keep an eye open for future Compass events. Now back to the show. Great, and I think you kind of touched on why Compass takes a position on transportation-related issues. It's for the residents of Aiden Canyon County the positions taken by those who make up our board. Could you just explain 
why exactly we have a few set positions listed out specifically and what those are? Yeah, sure. So each year uh, we review a set of position statements. We have one for the state level for the legislature and another set of position statements around federal transportation policy. And these position statements really serve as my North Star that guide me. So that way um, our board members can, through an official action, approve a certain set of priorities or policy preferences that they would like to see changed in terms of uh, changing the law. And so these position statements range and they've changed over the years, but uh, they typically, at least the most recent ones, fall into about three categories. Uh, The first one is generally about enhancing revenues. The cost of transportation are are very high and have gone up a lot with inflation and the cost of construction and goods and and labor as well. We are currently experiencing a $193 million per year shortfall to the year 2050. And so we have a general position around increasing the revenues with the massive population growth that we've experienced, and especially acutely here in the Treasure Valley, um, it's become evident that the revenues aren't keeping pace with the growth. Um, A second set of position statements we have uh, is around ways in which the legislature has restricted local governments, uh, perhaps with different tools in their toolbox for, for raising funds or how they may expend funds, their property taxes, their impact fees. And finally, we have a set of position statements around transportation policy issues more generally. So this may include things like public transportation or allowing HOV lanes to be considered, which are currently not allowed in the state of Idaho or an expression of support from the legislature regarding the desire to return service to interstate passenger rail service. Awesome. And I know you're out pounding the pavement a lot during the spring or the early winter, um, January through March-ish with legislative session. Um, Could you walk us through like a typical day at the session? What's that look like at the Capitol? Well, uh, on the the one hand, it's somewhat predictable because you have – calendars. There are a number of calendars. You have committee calendars. You have the first reading calendar, the third reading calendar. And so you have agendas which are posted every day. Uh, That being said, no one day is the same as the next. Um, It's very unpredictable exactly what what could happen any given day. I was looking at a report from the Legislative Services Office this week, and it showed that there were 2,500 pieces of legislation that were drafted just last session alone. Not all those saw the light of day. So sometimes, you know, I may be attending the transportation committee. I may be taking a specific position if our our, our position statements are on board has directed me to to testify on that. I may be setting up meetings with specific individual legislators or maybe, you know, one of our mayors or county commissioners uh, as well at those meetings. Or I may just be meeting individually with the chairman of the transportation committee to find out, you know, where uh, where a bill is at in the process, especially those bills before uh, they're actually printed and introduced. It's very important to play an active role in that process uh, before the ink is dry, so to speak. It's time for Compass's term of the month. This month, we're talking about local option tax. A local option tax, or fee, is pretty much what it sounds like, a tax or a fee agreed to by local voters to fund local projects. It typically will have a specific time frame and be tied to one or more specific projects. These types of taxes or fees, such as local option sales taxes or registration fees, can be used to help fund local transportation projects. For example, 
the Ada County Highway District collects a local option registration fee, which was approved by voters in 2008, to fund projects that reduce traffic congestion, build neighborhood-level improvements, and support safe routes to schools. However, in Idaho, local option sales taxes are only allowed in resort communities, so that option is not available to jurisdictions in Ada and Canyon Counties. Have a term you'd like to hear more about? Email us at info at Now back to the show. You touched on the federal positions that we have. I know we have a few at the federal level. Would you mind going through those with us? Yeah, sure. So the process is similar in the sense of how a bill becomes a law. I'm just a bill on Capitol Hill. Those principles generally apply as well, but um, things in in Washington, D.C. are done a little bit differently. Um, When it comes to funding transportation at the state level, we do that basically every year through passing a budget for transportation, the Idaho Transportation Department's budget, and maybe some other policy or supplemental appropriations for that. Whereas at the federal level, there's both an annual appropriation bill and there's a long-term reauthorization bill which typically occurs every five years. And so you have a big push about every five years to to set the transportation policy, the most recent of which is known as the IIJA, the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act, which was passed in November of 2021. Um, So we're about halfway through that authorization. Um, But so generally, uh, our positions relate to Um, changing certain provisions of that authorization bill, um, typically to ensure that states like Idaho that maybe don't have a large population compared to the Texases and Floridas of the world, uh, but to make sure that we still get our fair share because while we may not have a lot of population, we have a large area, geographically speaking, and so that requires a lot of asphalt and pavement and concrete in order to build those roads. All the good things. All the good things. Um, Another aspect of my work on the federal side is um, one of the things that Compass provides to our members is technical assistance and support with writing grant applications. So for competitive discretionary grant programs, um, we will assist our members in um, their application and securing letters of support from our congressional delegation and the governor's office on their behalf. And I mentioned that the IIJA uh, was passed in November of 2021. The portion of funding for transportation that is discretionary or that would fall into this grant bucket quintupled. So it's five times larger bucket. And so there are many, many more opportunities out there. And so it's a growing portion of, of the role that we play in, in assisting our members um, receive funding for the transportation projects that are important for their communities. Awesome. Would you mind describing what discretionary funds are for our listeners? So there's basically two kinds of uh, funds when it comes to uh, federal dollars. There are what is known as formula funds. And so as the name implies, there's a formula that says um, each state will be allocated so many dollars per population or lane miles of road within that state. And then there are what are known as discretionary or you might think of as competitive funds. And so these are like competitive grants where anyone can apply for them and they will evaluate them typically on an objective merit basis. Cool. And you bring these position statements to the Compass Board of Directors. Would you explain how the adoption process goes for that? Yeah, definitely. So following a legislative session, 
um, we'll typically take some time to review what were the dynamics and the trends and the kind of policies that the legislature either enacted or that we were policies we were hoping they would not pass, but we have a feeling they, they might be coming back. And then I'll meet with each of our board members um, individually or their staff or if they have a government affairs professional um, working on their behalf. And I call it my sort of legislative listening tour where I'll just kind of take stock individually of, of what their thoughts are, if they have a certain priority they'd like to see added, if there's uh, a revision that they were hoping for. Um, following that, I will meet with the executive committee. The executive committee is really the policy-making body at Compass. And typically it's a couple of meetings um, where I will present an initial draft, I will receive their feedback, and then I'll return um, inc having incorporated that feedback and present a, another version of it. When the executive committee is satisfied with the language, they will recommend to the full board that Compass adopts this set of position statements. And so when I get that recommendation, I'll bring the position statements to the full board, make a case for it, and summarize what the members of the executive committee stated in those meetings. And then, um, you know, the full board has the opportunity to weigh in. Other positions may, may be completely consensus-driven. Um, they can amend those, revise those in, in any way that they so choose at that meeting, and then uh, they can either adopt them or, or tell me to go back to the drawing board. Just to kind of keep everybody in the loop of what the Compass Board is, it really reflects the population of the Treasure Valley. It's all of your elected officials, your commissioners, your mayors, your council members. I would say, you know, the Compass Board is, is very unique in that it's one of the few places where you have your cities, you have mayors and city council members, um, you have your counties, you have your local highway districts or jurisdictions. At the state level, you have other entities such as the Idaho Transportation Department, the Department of Environmental Quality, Valley Regional Transit, the Greater Boise Auditorium District, and Health Districts, as well as members from the Governor's Office, Boise State University, and Capital City Development Corporation, the Urban Renewal Agency for the City of Boise. And it's really one of the unique things, one of the great values that we provide is bringing all of the voices from the region to one table to really get to discuss and determine what the transportation plan in the long term is for the Treasure Valley. Does it ever stress you out to have that much on your shoulders, all of the position statements that Compass carries in its board of directors? It is a great responsibility um, because you know when you see how fast we are growing and how much our population has increased in such a short period of time that these decisions are very important and that if you wait too long, the growth could itself interrupt, you know, where you have the ability to place a highway or, you know, there may be a subdivision where you want to add another lane. And those decisions, the reason we, we think long term out to 2055 is because those highways are going to be there for, could be there for a century. Yeah. You know, that concrete's not going anywhere. And so they are weighty decisions, and it's a responsibility I take seriously. Um, but it's something that's really exciting for me uh, because I know how important transportation is to this community. Absolutely. All right, do you have anything else to add? Um, I would just add, if you would like to be involved in the legislative process, whether um, you are interested in active transportation and public transportation, if you're a trucker, if you want to see passenger rail return, I'm always willing to pick up the phone, have a coffee, get lunch, uh, meet with any stakeholder and anyone that's able to help me move the needle on these important transportation issues.
So if you've got any questions or you want to discuss Compass legislative positions, please contact me at jmiller at compassidaho.org. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Jake. Staying up to date with what we're up to just got a whole lot easier with the Compass podcast. For more information, please visit our website, compassidaho.org. If you need to reach us or if you would like to submit ideas for future episodes, please email us directly at info at compassidaho.org. Thanks for listening. Drive safely, Treasure Valley. (laughs) 